Hello. Why, hello, everyone. And again, happy Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> it must be February the 6th, and we are one week away from winter tea. We're very, very excited. Lots of amazing things happening over here. Yes. We just sent terraforming restoration to its printer, and that means that the books should be ready for winter tea next week, and we're very excited about that. Yeah, and winter tea is a week earlier than usual, so uh, what's amazing is, I, you know, we don't really feel like we're scrambling as we've talked about the past few weeks. It's very intense up in here, <laughs> but we don't, you know, we we got um, the book off and and are just really excited about winter tea, and, and we're still, you know, in our prep part for the teaching and, and all of that, but just super excited about what Papa's saying, and today finds us uh, snug in our room again, and, and I say snug because it is cold outside. Mm -hmm. uh, winter um, definitely crept back in, but we're planning on to gather tonight. It's above freezing, and so I think we're good. Uh, Iggy and I walked this morning across Arba. It was 18. Woo! So if we can do that, everybody can be at two gathers. 18 Fahrenheit. Ouch. Yes, yeah. So um, so we're here. We're, we get to be in our room again and, uh, you know, still have lots of construction going on and uh, things like that. But it, it's much quieter today. And, and I think context-wise, um, our covenant of the week is aware this week. And I think we would definitely say we are so aware of Papa moving and breathing and resurrecting and igniting and all those things just in our household. Um, and, and actually beyond, uh, there's a lot of activity. There is a lot of expression and creativity going on. Um, it feels like our girls that are living at home have had a monumental growth spurt just over the past week, and uh, and the manifestation of that has been some amazing choices they're making, and then just, uh, like I said, creativity. We had Sonar uh, has been taking a cosmetology course and uh, to really kind of discover while she's still in high school if that's what she wants to do, and she just got certified on Sunday, and uh, so she's working on some projects related to that. I'm kind of her makeup model right now. Yes, you are. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, good. it's a good time to be me because um, I'm getting pretty dolled up on a regular basis thanks to Sonar right now. And mm -hmm. Reapy has started music lessons and Whispers here with us. And so at any moment we can walk by the stairs and hear a ukulele and a guitar and their voices and it's so sweet and and Popsy's just in this place of choice so lots happening with them and, and just incredible choices before her we're so excited for her and um, and then our kids that aren't at home just have a lot happening too that's that's really good and so we're just kind of watching in awe and at the same time, I know I'm finding myself saying, wait, 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 <laughs> because it, it feels like it's happening fast, but I know it's not. It's, it's just matured. It's just come time for some harvesting. And, and so we're just kind of amazed that it's, as it's going on. We kind of are just getting to observe it more than uh, have the sickle out, I think, and just kind of 
being handed some fruit to taste and see how sweet it is. So that's been amazing. So we're just aware, and even in getting ready uh, for winter tea and getting resurrection complete into the printer, um, I think the awareness is we couldn't have possibly gotten it done without him. And so just seeing how he's moving in our everyday has been incredible. Um, not surprising, but but we're really purposed, I think, to recognize him every day. And just those things that we could not have done, you know, without him. You guys have heard me numerous times talk about when we're getting ready for a book, and that is just agony for me. <laughs> and it's not the writing. That's I live and breathe words, you know, but it's it's the deadline and the getting exactly what I taught in the book or not exactly what I taught in the book. And it just, I don't know, it just kind of stretches me. And um, this time was was different and just a lot of joy, even in the editing, which is a huge thing for me because I can't really be edited very well by others because I make up words and I don't write complete sentences and and I kind of go poem, poet, you know, on it. And so <laughs> uh, Pa's one of the only people that can really edit me. So I did it myself and actually really enjoyed it. So, yes. <laughs> We've accomplished much, haven't yeah. we? <clears throat> yeah. Well, this um, picture of family and, and a home is certainly one that's dear on Papa's heart right now. And, of course, over the last few years, we've talked about the word uh, community in Hebrew, which is kahal. And um, just continuing from last week, when we've talked about the, the eight manifestations and, manifestations and expressions of the priesthood, that these communities that Papa has called us into are also ways that we come together, that we are called together, and that it's not an alliance, it's family. And so only Papa can connect us with each other. And Papa has done that with many of you, most of you, all of you who are listening right now and um, and others around the world. And we're just so grateful for that. And it's cool because even if you are in uh, a city. I know that there are a number of people that listen to the podcasts that are not in a region where there's a team, but they are, uh, or a ministry or a church that, that we are in relationship with, but you are there and you know that God has called you to be um, maturing in the this incredible season of the church. We're so grateful because no matter where you are, you are a part of a community and that um, there is a connection that is there. And we hope that those of you who have not reached out do, and those of you who have, we're so grateful. We've certainly received numerous communications in the last week. It's our privilege to be able to write back to those. But just wanted to state that within community, this is our opportunity to see our personal relationship with the Father, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, to be intimate, our own personal relationship is the first part of community is that each individual person has that relationship and is developing it through dialogue with God. You're talking, you're listening, God's talking, God's listening, and you're growing with the Lord because you have that relationship. And um, also that you are 
um, learning your irrevocable call, your irrevocable gifts, and how you participate in this global greatest commission that Jesus gave to uh, the sons and daughters of God to be rescuers and to love and to be people of love wherever you are. It's also a community is a place where healing takes place. If you're uh, part of uh, a team locally or if you are part of the global team, uh, you have access to prayer. And we hope that you're getting that from someone. If you have not heard about our virtual prayer appointments that come out of Bixby here in Tulsa County, um, that's, that's Skype at blueflame47.com. Or you can write us at info at blueflame47.com. We'd love to be able to make sure you're getting that prayer. And um, another part of the community is is the accountability that we have. A couple weeks ago, we talked about searching through the land of our hearts and finding idols and uh, laying them at the feet of God because we don't want anyone or anything to be our source other than Him. And just being able to trust Him with that means that we're we're choosing him moment by moment, and uh, we, we all of us learn in the light of his presence, there are so many times that we think we're trusting in God, but we're not. And uh, it's okay. God is love. Love always trusts. So we need God to be the trust inside of us, and he wants to do that. Um, also, each of you know there's so many things happening globally right now. We see lots of movement Lots of incredible things we're going to talk about next week in Winter Tea, which is uh, Terraforming 21. But uh, harvesting the um, fruits of the region, the land that you've been called to. There's, there is dismantling, there's cleansing that's needed, but there's also a covenant. There's, there's great resources in the land, and wherever you are, God needs gatekeepers to send those resources out to the kingdom and receive uh, the resources being sent into your region. Your region needs it, and we need what you have, and we want to be in relationship with you. And um, we think of community in our global community. There's There has been some sad news that we've received here. We, we did learn that our precious sister, Ursula Rulestone, uh, many of you know by her covenant name, Magnificent, in Nowra, New South Wales, in Australia, passed away this last week. And um, of course, we are devastated by this news. Um, we knew we'd been praying with her. We'd, we'd been in communication with her. And, and we knew that uh, her health was not good. But, um, but it is always a, a very painful thing when someone we love crosses that threshold. We're grateful, of course, to know that she is a uh, in covenant with the Lord through Jesus Christ, and we're just grateful that she is with her beloved right now, and that blesses us beyond recognition. Um, of course, all of our prayers are with Silverlight, which is the ministry there in Naura that uh, Magnificent founded. And um, many people <clears throat> might might experience grief at this news. And of course, we're going through a little of our own here. And so we just encourage you to remember that Papa wants to grieve with you, that he doesn't want you to grieve alone and to always go to him so that your emotions, whatever they are, are not being buried and uh, the pain is not being buried and all of your precious memories are being celebrated with God. So we encourage everyone to 
to who is experiencing grief or any kind of pain right now to remember that God wants to be your companion through it, just as God needs us to be his companion through his uh, grief and pain. And so we encourage you to pray. And um, if you have not recently heard uh, the chapter on grief, it is chapter four of Terraforming Song. And you can listen to that for free at the website under audio and Terraforming Song. And if you have the book, you might uh, check out that chapter and just read through it. But uh, we bless each of you as you're walking through this journey. Um, Again, we just love Magnificent. She is an amazing woman, and uh, we are blessed that she is with her king. We are, though we miss her, and I, you know, but I've just been thinking of her a lot these past days, and and just some of my memories of her. And uh, one is just that she always had the most amazed look on her face. Like she was just constantly amazed at what the Lord was doing um, in her life, in the people. She knew uh, their lives and, and just our lives here and, and just everywhere that she had impact, which she definitely did. The other memory I have is us going to Australia. And she has a, a house there that was... Um, part of her ministry with the Healing Rooms Association. And um, and it had like a, a garage type thing, like an external garage. And she just had that set up as a worship room. And a few times we got to like Skype in and do meetings with, with the family there. But, but when we were there, she was just so purposed for worship. And so much so that she had created this space for it. And it wasn't about... You could only go there for the worship. It was a reminder. It was a testament to the truth that she found She found herself in worship no matter where she was, which is why she always had that amazed look on her face. And I can't even imagine that look right now. Yes. As she's before Jesus and just, oh. But, so she had these little pods in there, these worship pods, and if you got in there, you know, you just weren't certain to come out. And uh, like I said, it was just the place where she she was so certain that worship was about everything we did, not these moments in time. And, and I'm amazed by that because um, we're in immersion right now, and uh, it's been just incredible. We've enjoyed it so much. And the Covenant... I think we've shared, uh, is ache. And uh, I think as we come more into community, like what the fullness of community, we're in community, but the fullness, the the real intention he has of community, which is communion, which is something that we're just so postured for right now. Um, But as we look at that and enter more into that, we get to share our ache with each other. And when we do that, when we express, this is the thing that's not as he intends it to be yet. Or this is the thing that I don't quite know how to pursue him with him today. You know, could you, what do you see? You know, where we're sharing that with each other, it doesn't become pain. You know, it doesn't turn to this place that no one could touch. It remains this place he's always able to have access to and move us from. Because 
he recognizes ache. He is ache too. You know, that's a huge part of God's character is this ache, is the the knowing there's there's more yet to release. There's more yet to see. There's more returns. There's more uh, rescues. And so there's an ache. And I, as we talk here and just whether it's just in our everyday conversation or maybe it's at our table topic time at um, to gather now or it's an immersion, but people are sharing those moments when um, they recognize in something they're saying that it's his heart. And so there might be a prayer, even just a, an expression that's not as, as lovely, you know, we, we just, that's real, we're there sometimes, and then there's this moment where he just comes, and you recognize, I feel that because you feel that. And um, I shared this in um, August Rush last summer, but, you know, I had a moment, some moments, during last year when my body was not doing things I knew it knew how to do because it had done it before (laughs) numerous times. And so I would say, why won't my body just work the way it was created to? And, and, and I was saying that often. (laughs) And, uh, and so one of the times I said it, I just, I had this recognition just right, right before me, right within me of Papa saying that, I know, I know that ache when your body, you designed it with so much marvelous in it and it just isn't operating that way. And, and it changed everything because I started ministering to him about his body instead of focusing on mine. And so, um, something that's come up is, is we've been in immersion and the covenant is ache is kind of looking at what are our aches right now that, we want to really give a place to and give access to to Papa and not allow them to become pain. And, and I realized um, that one of mine is related to worship. And so just kind of stirred in me even more as, you know, Magnificent is definitely an all-out, all-the-time worship now. But I have such an ache um, for us to to give so freely to him in that, um, that act of worship that is part of our everyday, you know, discovering that. And I think that it's so true that he gives us each other. He gives us community so that we can express that together. You know, we can give freely because, um, when we're doing it for him, but among each other, there's actually a freedom that comes like I'm going to give it all no matter who's beside me because of who's beside me. But, but oftentimes we can be hindered because, Oh, we're in a room with people and that kind of thing. And and then you've got, you know, kind of the setup where there's some people who are more, um, comfortable being a little more demonstrative, maybe, you know, and that kind of thing. And so everybody's got their place sometimes. And, and I think he's just really trying to shake us up in this. And um, I I saw a a tweet or a tweet sorry <laughs> a tweet yesterday that just kind of melded right into this, and it was related to a new um, worship CD that came out by Corey Asbury, 
And um, one of the songs on it, which is just incredible, called Reckless Love. And I think that may be the name of the CD also. But anyway, it was another worship uh, person who was a little more well-known who was saying church and churches, please don't modify the song Reckless Love to be Perfect Love. So what what he was addressing, and it was just a few sentences, and I didn't delve any deeper into it, but I, I believe what he was addressing that as worship teams were beginning to sing this song, saying reckless love about God seemed too much. And so let's change it to perfect love. And, you know, I'm immediately thinking of, of this person who I don't know, but who wrote the song and recorded it, and you just feel the passion when he's singing it and how important that word was to him. Like when God spoke it to him and asked him to take that risk to say it and sing it and present it before the worshipers of the Lord, like how much that word probably meant to him and and how the Lord had most certainly defined it for him in in a lot of ways. And and I had just gotten to talk at Immersion to share us share together some about worship and, and a word that was that was very important and and we need to gain some understanding of um, so that we can really come to a place of communion as we worship. So just a review because we've said this several times I know on podcast at least, but uh, a few years ago Papa defined worship and praise for me uh, is I was just asking him some questions and he said that worship is a choice to be with him despite all the other places you could be worship is the experience of being with him and then praise is the expression of that experience it's when we come together and we share with each other what the experience of being like him, with him was like so that's the praise that we get to do collectively and we're just simply just in his presence and with each other saying this is what it felt like to be with him you know and that can be manifest in a lot of ways sometimes we're grieving you know and what came out in those moments was tears sometimes it was dance sometimes it was song you know and there's so many words for for praise and for worship in scripture and we've we've talked about those too um in terraforming song in the chapter Four, a song of songs. So, no, a song to sing. I have no idea what it's called, but it's chapter four in Terraforming Song. (laughs) And he's going to look it up. But anyway, don't want to get hung up there. But so our our experience, okay, it's chapter three. So (laughs) we are going to be hung up there for a second. Chapter three in Terraforming Song. And so it has um, a list of the different words for the different expressions um for worship that that bring impact and um kind of open us in greater ways but so worship is is basically our choice to be with them despite everywhere else we could be and it is the the actual experience of being with them and that's why worship can happen no matter what we're doing and this is something we were talking to sonar about this morning that when she does makeup, you know, that can sound like whatever, you know, it can sound like not this life-changing career, but it is because there's something she's seeing, there's something that she's 
tapping into within the person and there's a place of worship she finds in it. And when she's doing it, like you're so happy. You're just so joined to him because she is operating in her gift, this gift of who she is and how she sees people. And that little girl we know since she was four that thinks every single person is awesome and doesn't understand why every single person doesn't know that. So we were just talking to her about what a form of worship that is when she's, when she's doing that for us, when she's um, nurturing and caring for us and even teaching us in that way. So, and then praise is the expression of what the experience of being him with is like. So worship, when we're together, worship is always meant to draw each other to him, never to ourself. And so we have that opportunity um, as priests, as we're talking more about that, that if we're in, if we're collected, we're gathered, and there's, there's a hindrance, you know, to entering in, to begin to be the priest that prays and says, Oh, Papa, is, is, is there somebody who just, they didn't get to be with you. They didn't make that choice. You know, oh, help them be with you now so they can begin to express that or whatever it is that he reveals. But it's never about drawing anyone to us, whether we're playing an instrument, whether we are creating songs in that moment like the Blue Army does so well, or we're in the room gathered together. We all have a place. We all have a role in worship with each other, and it's always to draw um, draw each other to him. So, so back to this word and how, you know, reckless seems like it became a, a kind of scary word. Well, there's a word that was used related to praise and worship in Scripture. And uh, like I said, I think it's one he wants us to gain some understanding on. It's found in 2 Samuel 6.22. I will become even more undignified than this, and I will be humbled in my own eyes. So the context of this, David is speaking to his wife and so understand this. David has just brought in the Ark of the Covenant. This is his second opportunity to do so. The first time he he didn't do it um, with the heart for the Lord that we know that he had. And it, it came at great cost. The choices that he made cost him, it cost his community, and it cost his kingdom. And so... Here's this moment, and he, even though he did that, even though he was trusted with something so great, and he just messed up, he just missed Papa's heart, Papa asked him to do it again. And that, I mean, that just sends me into praise right now, because, I mean, that's happened in my life so many times where I'm like, I messed it up so bad, and he still, the Lord comes, and he's like, so you want to, you want to do that again? And that is just overwhelming to me. That is a vulnerable God that will do that. So this is where, what David's wrapped in. He's just gotten a second opportunity to do something he was created for. And the Lord is trusting him and he brings it in and he chooses well. He, he chooses so well. And from that is what springs uh, this celebration that he has. And the scripture says that he made a celebration before God. And that is really, it's important to pay attention sometime, well, always, but 
in scripture to, to words. And if a word really kind of sticks with you to explore it, because it really matters how this is stated. He made a celebration before God. Before in Hebrew is panim or pane, and it means facing, covering, adjacent to, face to face. It means uh, who you faced first. So it's basically saying David faced God first in this. Um, it means to go headlong into the presence of, and it means to remain and be whole. So all that is wrapped up in this celebration that, that David is doing before the Lord, like facing him directly, and he's giving everything he has to it. Because this is not just a testimony of the ark. This is a testimony of redemption. This is a testimony that he pleased the Lord, which was his heart. And so musicians were playing instruments. And then it, it describes this moment where David becomes an instrument. And that is so cool because for me, like, Pa has tried to teach me to play an instrument and I just, I mean, I can be anointed at any moment, I'm sure. But so far in nearly 23 years, that hasn't happened. But what I've always known is my body is an instrument. And I grew up in a family that um, we just, we were in a denomination that wasn't as free with the expression doesn't mean, you know, they were, they did not love the Lord, but expression was very different. So you basically used your hands in worship to open the hymnal, but nothing else. And so, you know, my grandmother, who was so precious to me, you know, that was an ache I always knew in her. She wanted to dance before the Lord with all her might. She wanted to dance until there was absolutely nothing left of her. And she, she would do that at home. Uh, when her brother would come to visit and they'd get on the piano and there'd be tambourines and scarves and all kinds of things. But she couldn't, she never got to do that in church um, among the community that she loved so much. And so for me to have the understanding that we're all instruments. So as we each find um, who we are in worship when we're together, the understanding that we're all an instrument. So then the story goes on to say something. Um, it says that David took off his his outer garment. So this is important because I, I know I've heard it taught and um, many times that, you know, part of David's beloved's problem was that he was nude, you know, out in the street. And that was actually not the case. He took off his outer garment, but he was still clothed. But what he did in this moment was he took off everything that identified him as the king. He took off everything that made him look different than the people of his community, the people that he was with. He, he just took all of it away, and he revealed right in the middle of them how he felt about God. And, and there's this rally that comes from that. He's inviting them to do the same. If he can be humbled before the Lord, they can be humbled before the Lord. And there's really nothing to separate them from doing that. And I think that's so powerful because when he did that, he was making way for the king that would come, you know, and that's what we do every time we worship. We're not, you know, forcing God to come. We're not, 
you know, begging him to come. We're making way for him to do whatever he wants to do while he's here, you know. And, uh, you know, just the scripture of, you know, find him while he's here, that kind of thing. He's always here. And each time we come together, there's just such a unique expression he wants to release among us. And when we will take off everything that separates us from revealing how in love with God we are, how much we love him, it it brings a rally to everybody. And we take off anything that identifies us as anything but his. You know, I just, I love that. And that's what David had the courage to do. And so, you know, his wife kind of lets him have it. You know, she's not appreciating this. And and I think we've all been there in different times and seasons of our of our lives. And um, so she kind of lets him have it. And, and he says, not condescendingly, not angry, not harshly. He just says, it's only going to get worse. Because now that I've done it, I'm not going to be able to stop and I will become more undignified than this. So something Papa was speaking to me in this is that dignity, as we know it, is horizontal and inward. But to be undignified means to lose our self-reliance and our self-protection, our self-preservation and show reverence and honor to him. And reverence is then vertical and outward. So when we're trying to hang on to our dignity, it's all horizontal and inward. It's all kind of contained. But when we make this choice to become undignified, which just means to lose our self-reliance, lose our self-protection, our self-preservation, and show reverence and honor to Him, we go vertical and outward. Everything comes forth. And reverence basically means that we will elevate God's desires above our own. And that honors Him. But when we cling to our dignity, um, you know, and understanding worship isn't just that that act when we're gathered. If we'll lose our dignity and be able to to exhibit, you know, whether we're working, whether, whether we're doing dishes, whatever we're doing, that... There's nothing that'll separate me from not this chore won't separate me from him. This difficult thing I get to walk through these chapters I need to write and edit whatever it is will not separate me from revealing that I love him so so much. So David his aim in that moment was not to be honored among his people but to testify to to God to testify that he'd, he'd been redeemed. And the Lord had that for them too. And um, so when we're together, our expression, that moment where we take away everything that separates us from revealing how much we love him, when we do that, it rallies everybody else. Um, and we we move away, you know, Michael... Uh, David's wife, and I, I never know if I'm saying that right, so that's why I kept saying his wife instead of her name. But <laughs> she was about the praise of man, but David was about the praise of God. And he he just wanted to be reverent, and to meaning, you know, reverent, the Hebrew word is Y-A-R-E, and it means to be in awe of, to fall down before, basically to let nothing separate you. So that's just kind of been my ache for us as we come together to really begin to experience that and just take our robes off, take everything 
that identifies us with, you know, pride or prestige or money or not money or um, resources or revelation or, you know, difficulty, even the difficulty that we're going through that can separate us instead of leading us. And, uh, and we got to at immersion last week, as we talked about this, have this incredible time where we explored this together, just exploring the words, um, for worship and whether it's clap your hands or kneel or spin or shout or sing spontaneously, we got to do that. And I have just been messed up since then, you know, it's been almost a week. I've just been like, cause such an ache was touched in that moment and filled. Um, it just, I saw what he intended come to pass and it was just, it was really beautiful. And, um, it just like, I never want that to end. I just never want that to stop. And, uh, so I just encourage you to let him reveal to you any robe that you might wear when you go corporately, when you're gathered with your community that would keep you from communion, would keep you giving, from giving freely to him and freely to each other. And maybe start to take some risks, um, exploring some of those words and, um, just seeing if, if there's one that just really kind of gets stirred in you to bring, you know, it's actually like a gift you bring into your community because when, somebody shouts beside you and somebody's spinning next to you and you're on your knees. It just, you've never worshiped like that. You've never expressed what it means, what it feels like to be with him like that. So thank you for listening. Yay. Um, and also thank you for writing us and telling us, you know, just comments about the podcast. So encouraging for us. And, uh, as we try different things, and so it just means more than you could know. And we're excited for all of those that we're going to see next week. We'll have another podcast before then, but uh, we're just very excited for all that can be with us, and and we'll be uh, in an ache for those who aren't here. Yes, we will. So we love you lots. Yeah, it was wonderful seeing you. <laughs>